Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk about a company called Simply Earth. So a problem that I have definitely had in the past is I love essential oils, but what is the problem that we all have? We sometimes invest all of this money into oils that we're actually not using. They're just sitting around on our shelves being unused. And the essential oils, if you're not familiar with them, they can kind of confuse you on what oils to use in what ways so you can get the most out of them. Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box is what I have found and I absolutely love it. It will help you to gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin free. So how it works is you receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils. You will receive six recipe cards and a bunch of other goodies, and you will learn how to actually make your recipes created by their certified aromatherapist. So you're saving money, you're detoxifying your home and your life, and all while doing it with affordable prices and honestly, easy to do. Easy to do, easy to use. You're not buying a bunch of different oils that you don't know what to do with and they're just sitting around not helping you. So the best part is these oils actually don't break your budget. So using essential oils to support your wellness does not have to be overwhelming. It can actually be fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus, right now you will get a free 80 milliliter essential oil diffuser. When you subscribe using our URL code down below, it's simplyearth.com slash thrive. So if you're interested in getting essential oils for your home and a free diffuser, check out the link below and sign up today. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for another video. So this week I wanna get into something really important. I wanna talk about nighttime terrors. I wanna talk about waking up with like the worst anxiety you've ever felt in your entire life. And believe me when I tell you, it is one of the worst things that you can ever experience when you wake up to anxiety. If you're living your day and all of a sudden you start feeling anxious, you can at least start to stop it before it actually becomes full-blown anxiety or possibly even panic. But when you are asleep and you wake up feeling anxious, it's a little different because you're groggy, you're tired, um, and sometimes handling it in the best way doesn't happen because it is the middle of the night. Okay, so I wanna start off with giving you a couple of tips that will really help you that I definitely do as well. Um, if ever I wake up with anxiety or just some nervousness or stress or something uncomfortable that's going on. So one of the things that I always do, depending on how severe it is, but I will always put on a meditation. It's like the first thing that I'll always do. The minute I wake up and I'm like, okay, here we go, here are the stories, or they're just like, too quick of stories because I was asleep and now I'm kind of groggy and I can't really even take control of the situation really because the wheel is just going so fast, I'll immediately put on a meditation, a guided meditation that will allow me to start focusing on breathing from my belly and really getting those like good deep belly breaths in that will just really start to like slow me down and I re as as much as that wheel is still going super fast I try to just like let me focus on breathing let me just keep doing that and 
Um, I usually give myself, depends on how deep the anxiety is or how fast the wheel is going, but that's something that I consciously try really hard to do is just focus on what that person's saying, focus in on my breathing and try to, I almost tell myself, I see you anxiety. Let's just sit, just sit there for one second. I'll, I'll be right with you. Just give me one second. Almost like as if you were talking to someone on the phone and you had to go use the restroom. I'll be with you in one second. So I just kind of place it off to the side. It's still there. It's still knocking at the door. It still wants my attention, but I just tell it to just give me a minute and I'm just focusing here for a second. I'm trying to do my breathing because what I'm trying to do is get enough distance away from that conversation, that anxiety, so I can start to have more control over it. Because if the wheels are going too fast, then I can't, I can't just stop it because it's going too fast. The other thing that I'll actually do is, aside from listening to that, if it's going so fast and that's not working and I can't, I can't do anything about it, I'll actually get out of bed. I'll get out of bed and I'll start just kind of like in my room, running around in place or start moving my body because what I'm trying to do, or I'll start stretching and like, um, what I'm trying to do is get my heart rate going up a little bit because if I can get my heart rate going up a little bit, then that means that again, it's another tool for me to gain some distance away from that story because I'm not feeding the story. What I'm doing is I'm feeding my body by giving it a little bit of exercise to kind of get the adrenaline out of my body so I can again have more control over this wheel that's running so fast because right now it's like a dog's running in the house and I just can't like just grab the dog. You know what I mean? So that's something else I'll do as well. Once I'm done doing one of those things, one of them for sure is going to help. If the meditation didn't work, definitely moving your body and just like running and put, like I'll put a workout on and I'll just two in the morning. I just, I start doing like, uh, a light cardio or just something to kind of just like get my body going because my adrenaline is going so fast and I need to slow it down. So, and I can't get control over that story yet or interrupt that story until the adrenaline has come down enough. So once it has come down enough though, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to interrupt the story that's being played because the story is not real. The story is literally me thinking about the future, thinking about something that I have to do or that needs to get done or that I want to have and I don't have it yet. I'm literally sitting in the future and all I'm doing is creating these horrible stories that are starting to make me feel anxious. So none of those stories are real. So what, what it is, is I'm essentially experiencing cognitive distortion. And what that means is I'm thinking about a situation, the reality of what's actually happening is false. So the stories that I'm playing in my mind, because they're in the future and, or because they're in the past, and because I've been playing them for so long, they actually feel real. And that's what cog cognitive distortion is, is when these stories feel real, but they're not. They're actually not real, they're not happening, they're probably never gonna happen, and it's just something that I'm continuously feeding, which makes it feel real. Now for me, there was a, there's a couple reasons for anxiety. Number one, it could be because you are beating yourself up, that you need to be perfect meaning I have to get this done, I have to do this, I haven't done this, I don't have this yet, so I, I have to have this done. I need control, I need everything the way that I want it to be, 
So that's one realm that'll kind of definitely give you anxiety. Another realm is going to be doing something that's out of your comfort zone. So say for example, you're moving to a different state or you're going on a trip. The, the thought of going on that trip or entering into a new relationship, the thought of all of that, while of course it sounds amazing and you're excited about it and it's what you've always wanted, it is going to bring out some anxiety because you're doing something that's different than what you've currently been doing. So really anxiety comes from one of those two places. Either I'm coming out of my comfort zone, a new beginning is happening, a change is happening, or I am demanding that I be perfect and whatever that looks like for you. And because I have this demand that this needs to be done now, I should have this by now, I, I need to have all of this taken care of by now, because of those two things, that's actually starting the stories which are cultivating your anxiety. Now the crappy thing with anxiety is that it becomes very addictive. And so you actually think on some level by ruminating with something enough times that you're actually helping yourself. That, well, if I just keep thinking about this and if I keep trying to figure out how can I get this done and let me let me do the numbers and all right, let me think of like every possible scenario of worst case or, or whatever, all this thinking that I'm doing, this overthinking that I'm doing, they will think, they will feel that if I keep doing this, then I'll have more control. It will essentially help me to alleviate any pain or discomfort because really that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to live in the future, control what's going to happen so we don't experience any pain and we get everything that we want. So now the way that our brains actually work is what you repeat you believe. You've heard me say that a thousand times, but not just what you repeat you believe, what you feel and repeat is what you believe. And what happens is you, if you repeat something long enough, you're eventually going to feel it. And so once you start feeling it and you attach emotion to it, then you start creating really a pathway to go back to that thought even quicker. What do I mean by that? The more you keep playing this thought over and over again, and then the more you get engaged with it and you feel it, you feel the fear, you feel the worry, you feel the stress, you are essentially creating the programming of that story. And once you create the programming of something, you've now created the habit. And so it's very easy to go back to that place of what if this happened? What if that this specific story that I was just like ruminating with and getting all emotionally involved in, it'll be easy for me to go back to that anxiety. And that's why people with anxiety disorders suffer for years because they don't realize, number one, they don't really have a lot of coping skills in order to know how to deal with anxiety, but they also don't understand the mental discipline of the addictiveness that anxiety has and then they get stuck on a loop and they're doing the same thing year after year and they're never getting better because they haven't realized that they have to get off the train and to get off the train it's not just to jump off it's sometimes you slowly get off and you made real progress this time and maybe the next time you got anxiety you completely messed it up and you just went down the rabbit hole and it took you days to like, you know, come back up for air. That's going to happen too. So giving yourself realistic expectations on, okay, I have anxiety. These are the things that trigger me. And this is how I handle those triggers and being patient with yourself and self-parenting and doing all that good stuff that we're always talking about, but also understanding that or accepting or taking responsibility for the fact that if I allow myself, because you are, 
if I allow myself to com continuously repeat the story and attach feeling to it, now I'm actually creating the problem versus trying to stop the problem. So I think it's really important that you look at your anxiety. For me, whenever, when I really started practicing this and learning this, I wanted to look at my anxiety and I wanted to come from more of a rational, logical place versus very emotional. And just to be honest with you, not even really aware of how much I was contributing to my own anxiety and making it worse than it needed to be. And people would say, you know, like, don't worry about that or that's silly, don't stress about that. But I did, I worried, I stressed and judging yourself isn't going to help it. But I think it's important to understand that is this actually real? Because the quicker you can really start cutting the ties in those stories and understanding, okay, this is completely irrational. And let's just say worst case situation actually happens and doing that and working out what would worst case be and living through that for a second. Would you die? No. So if you're not going to die, then you'd be absolutely fine. You would figure it out. You would deal with it. And so then you realize that fear actually isn't real. Fear doesn't really exist. The only fear that exists is the fear that's happening right now in this moment. And anything that's making you anxious is not happening in this moment. Not if you're waking up in the middle of the night and just shortness of breath, sweating through your sheets, can't keep still, can't go back to sleep. None of that stuff's actually happening. There's no tiger in the room. There's nothing crazy that's happening. But of course, you're laying there in a panic thinking that something is happening. Something else that I also do that I totally forgot to mention is when I do listen to a meditation, I always put my hand on my heart and I always press down a little. I always take both hands and I lay there and I press down. I always um, will put pillows all around me. I'll put pillows in between my legs. And so I'm trying to like mush myself almost like in a little cocoon or, or like a swaddle um, just because it, it will give you a sense of comfort and just even pressing down a little bit on that heart. If you have a heating pad, I would put a heating pad on your belly um, if you're starting to get a nervous belly and just listen to that meditation. And you wanna just start repeating the same phrases over and over again that will start to eventually calm you down. I'm okay, I'm fine, nothing's wrong, we're good, everything's gonna be fine, this too shall pass, uh, whatever it is that kind of works best for you. So I hope if you are struggling with anxiety that I've given you some tips to kind of start to kind of help you out um, and get a little bit more of control when the anxiety starts to happen. And I hope that I gave you some tips that when you do wake up in the middle of the night in a little bit of a panic or full-blown panic, at least you can do some things that will start to help you to get some space away from that anxiety or that story that's causing the panic. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this and I will see you next week.